Welcome to the Lodge Real Estate Home Truths Podcast. Join us as we speak the truth about home ownership, the housing market, and the place we call home, Hamilton. Come on in and make yourself comfortable. Hello there, thanks for pressing play on Lodge's Home Truths Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Smith, residential and lifestyle real estate consultant at Lodge Real Estate. While investing in a property can be a smart choice, allowing you to grow your assets and generate a passive income or nesting to put towards retirement. But don't be fooled because owning an investment property isn't a set and forget investment choice. Doing it successfully can require a lot of time, money and hard work, particularly if you're keen to expand your property portfolio over time. To discuss some of the ins and outs of property investment, I have two very knowledgeable gentlemen with me here today, General Manager of Lodge Rentals, Jason Waugh, and property investment legend, David Kneebone. They're going to share some home truths about what it takes to become a successful property investor, both for those looking to start their portfolios and those who have had a few properties under their belt. Welcome, guys, and thanks for coming along today. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. Now, before we launch into it, let's attend to our regular feature, Two Truths and a Lie. I'll get each of you to share three statements, and at the end of the episode, we'll uncover which is fact and which is fiction. So, Jason. Okay. Anybody can manage a rental property in New Zealand with no industry licence or previous experience. Any property can be exempt from complying to any of the five areas of the healthy homes legislation with no reason at all. And all tenants' agreements must include smoke alarm details, including expiry dates, healthy home details for all the five areas, insurance policy information, along with the excess amount. Well, that's got a few fingers scratching heads as we speak. So what about you, David? Okay, so firstly, if you purchased a house in 1982 in Hamilton for $32,000, it would now be worth $630,000. The last 10 years of house price inflation, which everybody's very concerned about and have been agitated over, has been seen the largest increase in house prices in New Zealand by percentage for a decade. So right now, with rising interest rates and apparently house prices lowering and so forth, the quiet market now is not a good time to buy an investment property. Brilliant. Well, I have a few suspicions about which are lies, but we'll find out the truth later on. So getting into it, we'll kick off with you, David. When did you make your start as a property investor and and what drew you to property, do you think? So I I first purchased a property in in 1982 for $32,000. That was my first foray into it. What got me into it was um, we didn't have podcasts in those days, but I went along to a property investment seminar and listened to the pearls of wisdom from uh, none other than Bob Jones, actually. Uh, and that was in, And that was in 1981. And what Bob imparted then, the message is exactly the same, I would suggest. And uh, so I've gone from there, stuck to a plan. So can you share with us what, what the message was, what you would like other people or other people looking to invest to know from day one? I can sum it up in, in one phrase, buy now don't sell. Right. And I know you real estate agents like us selling, um, but buy now, 
And I, the caveat to not selling would be, if you are selling, buy something else on the same market. That sounds like really poignant advice, David. So many investments are long-term game, but with property, that's no different. How far ahead should budding investors be planning? Uh, I always describe property investment as a, as a get-rich-slow scheme as opposed to uh, horse racing and Bitcoin and, and other um investment options that are out there. So absolute minimum 10 years, but um, the earlier that you get involved, you know, like I'm 60 now, so, uh, and I've been doing it for 40 years and, and that passive income and, and that, you know, security and retirement and all that sort of thing, that they all become very, very pertinent now and relevant. And that time went very, very quickly. But as a minimum, you know, I'd say don't sell anyway, but certainly 10 year minimum, a 10 year cycle would be the minimum that you want to be in the market. Yeah, that's really good advice. Thank you. And so if I'm keen to get into property investing, what would be my very first move? What should I be looking at doing first? When you're dealing with buyers at the moment, you'll find that buyers know a lot about the current market because they're invested in that particular segment of the market. And so they, they study up, uh, you know, what's on the market. So that's that's the very first thing. You know, what is it that you actually can afford? But But it's good to get some advice, you don't have to start paying for advice in terms of, um, you know, investment advisors and so forth. Finding a good real estate agent would be the first step, frankly. Oh, well, I couldn't agree with you more on that one, hmm. David. I suppose the big question our listeners will have is, how do you know if you can afford to get into property investment, given that we know that it's a long-term game? Go to your bank's a good first step. They'll run what they call stress tests over your financial picture. They'll ascertain your income versus expenses, equity that you might have in other investments and what sort of deposit you can make and all that sort of thing. So you don't want to be overstretched, but you you do want to stretch yourself to a level of discomfort, I would suggest. So yeah, your bank manager would be your first point right. of call in that regard, really. But but you can work it out yourself. It's not difficult. Yeah. And mortgage advisors, as you say, mortgage advisors, advice yeah. As and well. or bank managers, yeah. I'll just jump in there, Megan, as well, sure. if you don't mind. I think one of the um, missing parts of the link with a lot of investors is they get a lot of that financial information and a lot of advice in that regard, but they don't come to someone like ourselves at Lodge Rentals who manage properties day in, day out and get our advice. So I'd strongly advise anybody looking to get into investment properties to come and talk to us. What properties in demand, who's in demand, what suburbs in demand, what size house, et cetera. So it can prove to be a huge valuable tool for a lot of investors. It's a really good comment, Jason, because I don't think a lot of people would think about talking to you as part of that decision-making equation. So no. it's good to have that information from you guys, I guess, to help make best informed choices. Yeah, can I butt in there as well? Sure. That's a really great point because in my 25 years with, with Lodge Rentals, I think any investment in property in Hamilton is a good investment, but some investments are better than others. And we have been presented quite often, haven't we, Jason, with a new managed uh, property from a, a new landlord who's never been involved. And we're happy to take them on, but, you know, at the back of our minds, we're thinking they could have done a lot better in terms of an investment rental. Okay. So there's obviously so much out there in the media at the moment analysing the property market each week, some stories based on stats, some on opinion and forecast from social commentators of various um, degree. What would both of you say to those who are trying to time their property moves? Oh, look, I, I talk about what David just talked about, and that's just get into the market, you know, mm. buy now. 
you know, if you look back at the history, and David's got a whole lot of statistics that we can refer back to, and the value of property is always on an increase. You know, it, it sort of dips and dives all over the shows from time to time, but it always increases. And uh, demand for rental properties is uh, at an all-time high in Hamilton at the moment, so now is a very, very good time to buy. But, um, you know, a lot of people procrastinate and um, wait and consequently miss the boat. Mm. So buy now. Yeah, it's an old cliche, and it's a cliche because it's true. Time in the market rather than time in the market is the key. Unless you're Nostradamus or somebody like that, you can't pick the top of a market and you can't pick the bottom of a market. Um, So you simply have to get in. Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time, uh, if not the greatest investor, he says he can't pick the market. He just gets into the market and stays there and picks the right investment. So, yeah, time in the market is what it's all about. That's so true because I often hear um, buyers, particularly in this market, saying that they're going to wait till the bottom of the market. And my Mm. response is, how do you know when the bottom of the market will be? And it's going to be when it's on the way back up again. So you've actually missed it. Correct. You've missed it. So guys, once someone has a foot in the door and their first investment property, how should they go about building their portfolio? Employer property manager. I'll talk about it a little bit later, but uh, look, um, like David said, time in the game and, and we're all time poor, whether we like it or not. And uh, employing a property manager gives you time to go out and uh, build on your portfolio, investigate other avenues of, uh, of property investment and that sort of thing and, and let a property manager do what you don't have time to do. It's a hard job. It's a time-consuming job. And, um, you know, if you don't have the time, you're better placed to uh, employ a property manager. Okay. Yeah. Fully agree. Before I was uh, with Lodge Rentals, I had how I got to know Lodge Rentals actually was um, they used to manage my properties. And so I, I owned and operated a travel agency. And so consequently, I was um, you know away a lot and traveling a lot and so forth, but still wanted to um, be involved in property. So, you know, I, I've always had a property manager right from the very first property I ever had. So, Megan, I'd, I'd, I would like to just sort of humbly um, contradict you a little bit there on your um, opening salvo about uh, investment property, saying it's not a set and forget investment choice, but I, I would actually suggest that it is um, if you have a competent property manager who you can trust. Right. Um, I like to think that I sit, but I don't know, I'm, I'm very impractical, I don't know, I'm not very good at fixing washers on taps and all that sort of thing, never have. And so I employ people to do all that, And uh, but I'm very good at strategically looking at the market and buying property that uh, increases in value over time. So I certainly sit and forget. Fantastic. And let the property managers do all the worry. Brilliant. So on to property management. Jason, in your role, I imagine that you see a lot of examples of why landlords should actually use a qualified property manager rather than go it alone. Can you share some of these and how much time does managing a property yourself really take? Basically, it's not what it's all perceived to be from the outside looking in. You know, property management, it's a full-time role. It's a hard job. It falls under the title of property manager, but we wear oh, probably about 50 hats in our role uh, from day to day. And um, you're, you're dealing with people primarily 90% of the time. So, you know, if you don't understand people and you don't understand how to approach a certain situation where uh, a tenant has an issue, you can come unstuck pretty quickly. And, um, you know, some of the stories I've seen, they come to us a, a lot of the time and it's where the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. We can go in and fix the situation by all means, but um, it takes a lot of work from that point of view to turn it around and uh, 
you know, I was listening to um, a previous podcast before and, and Jeremy mentioned that um, it's all the work that you don't see and behind the scenes that goes on to make a good investment property work. So I'm going to interrupt you there and suggest mm. that part of the work that you do do is professional development, right? So you're very aware of all re- relevant legislation around uh, what's required to be a landlord and to have tenants. Yeah, uh, over the last sort of five years, the the industry has moved on quite substantially and had a massive change. And um, knowledge of all the changes over the last five years is paramount. And, and if you don't know what those changes are or understand or how to implement them with the changes, there's consequences, there's financial penalties. So it can be an expensive mistake, I guess you could use uh, the word. But, um, you know, there's consequences now for landlords who don't do things properly. And, um, you know, for the sake of paying us to manage your property on a day-to-day basis, uh, it's cheap compared to the penalties and fines that we're now starting to see come through the Tenancy Tribunal. Yeah, I imagine it'd be a very good economical decision to go with a property manager. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to know, as Hamiltonians, what makes you passionate or excited about property investment in our city and its surrounds? I'm a born and bred Hamiltonian, so I love love Hamilton. We've seen a massive influx of people to the city. Hamilton's on a very, very big uh, growth phase at the moment. We're seeing uh, good demand for rental properties. We're seeing the you know the economic benefits of of where Hamilton's sort of positioned. We've sort of moved on from the uh, the cocky laden uh, cow sort of farm industry. We're now part of the golden triangle, you know that everyone talks about and. Uh, we're going to be a, uh, a really important part of New Zealand's economy moving forward. So I can only see Hamilton as the place to live. For folks out there, sorry, the Golden Triangle, we're right smack in the middle of the three big growth areas, which is ourselves, we're in the middle, Tauranga and Auckland. That's what Jason refers to as the Golden Triangle. That's the place to be an investment in, in residential investment in New Zealand. And I guess, you know, one of the other pointers to to growth in a centre is how many rentals might come from out of town? You know, what does the demographic growth look like? So how many rentals would you say on average a month at the moment are going to people that would be outside of or coming to live in Hamilton? We've been um, tracking that statistic for the last sort of six months, Megan. About a third of all our tenancies, so on average we, wow. we, we sign a, a, around 135, 140 leases a, a month and about a third of those are coming from out of town. So that's new people into the city, uh, which is exciting. That's fantastic. That's How would that compare, just to give us a, a parallel to, say, the same time last year? Same time last year would have been around sort of 5%, 10%. Pretty exciting. It is. It's really good. What amazed me about uh, Hamilton is the resilience in the rental market. There were certainly worries when COVID struck and um, with the university and the polytech and so forth, students, particularly overseas students not coming, it frankly hardly made any difference to the student rental market, which we thought was, you know, really exposed. And I'm quite exposed to it myself. I have a lot of uh, rental properties in that area and and it's just gone gangbusters all the way through. That gives me huge uh, confidence. The Rurakura Inland Port, you know, ACC have moved their offices here, Rabobank, you know, they've come from Wellington. And and, um, and the reason why they do that is because Hamilton, there's an article, funnily enough, this morning in the paper and um, talking about relative to the other main centres, we're not as earthquake prone. Um, We have the mighty Waikato River that flows through that is a great drainage when there's a, you know, because it's low, we Mm. we, we don't get flooding in, in Hamilton. We... 
um, you know, the coastal cities and, and uh, around the country, yeah, they're exposed to all those sorts of things. We're, we're very safe and secure and we have a, a young, educated population. And I think that's the key. Young is, is one of the keys because they're the people that actually rent houses. You know, we love seeing people buy houses, uh, contrary to what people think about us being in the property management. But um, but we're a young city and, and people come here and they need, there's a huge demand for rental property. Mm, it's interesting. I've always thought of Hamilton to Auckland like San Francisco is to LA, slightly more sophisticated and that little bit more classy. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree with me more on that one. Um, so if I'm looking for a rental investment in the Waikato, where and what type of properties, let's go to you, David, would you currently recommend investigating? Virtually the whole gambit of property uh, is in demand. And so studio properties uh, produce a, a lot higher yield. They're sort of 25 square metre single rooms, which people feel very, um, if they're not involved in that market, they, they find that one hard to reconcile. But as I say, once again, with a young uh, student population in particular. So if you're looking for a higher yield, uh, that's a good one. I, I love the the duplex properties that are proliferating around the city at the moment. Mm. Nice little two-bedroom, single garage, two bathrooms. The type of tenants that they attract are um, just perfect tenants. They, they, you know, it's a single person or a couple, mm. um, maybe one child, if, you know, and so it's very uncomplicated, good cash flow, good tenants, new. I certainly recommend... Um, because of the tax changes that have been uh, inflicted upon us um, in the last few years. And uh, they're the sorts of things that you need to speak to an advisor about too because it makes a lot of difference if you're borrowing money and if you can claim the, uh, the interest payments against your tax income, it tilts the balance of, of whether an investment's viable or not. And so, yeah, new... They comply with healthy homes re regulations and all that sort of thing. So having said that, because of those things that I just mentioned, there's some real great bargains that are starting to come up in older properties um, oh, with, yeah. with a bit of land. So, so yeah, that, that's always the juxtaposition that you get in a market. When, when something's incentivised, something else might drop off a little bit and then, hello, there's some great bargains. And I'm sure you're seeing them at the moment too. We sure are. We sure are. So for both of you, what's one myth you'd like to bust or a home truth about property investing that you'd like our listeners to take away? We'll start with you, Jason. I'd just like people to actually talk to the people on the ground in the business doing it day to day rather than um, believing everything they see, hear and uh, listen to. Because, um, you know, like you said before, a lot of people out there are forecasting a lot of different things, and that's all they are as forecasters. They don't uh, necessarily know sometimes what's actually happening, uh, you know, like I say, on the ground. And uh, in Hamilton at the moment, we're experiencing massive amounts of demand for a very low number of uh, properties available. So that would be one myth that I'd like to uh, cancel out and, and talk to the people with um, skin in the game. Fantastic. Thank you. And you, David? I've got a lot of friends who are... Um heavily involved in the equities markets and, you know, financial advisors and so forth. So we often have this very conversation, like share market, for example, versus property. And um, the common refrain is that the strength of a share portfolio is that it's liquid, that meaning that you can divest yourself of your investments very quickly and cash up. I would argue that that's actually a weakness as well. And as far as property goes, I've seen this time and time again when cycles come up, 
in the share market when um, Russian soldiers go into Ukraine, within you know six weeks the share market's tanked by 15% or something. Mm. Now, that may well have happened to the property market, but you don't know because no. it's, it's not a liquid asset, so it hasn't sold. So it actually, the discipline that you have by owning a property, it more or less forces you to hold on to it. Sure. And the myth being that that's a weakness, I, I will argue that that's a strength any day of the week. Um, the volatility of, of the equities markets, and you look at that and the, the, the reactionary, um, particularly for inexperienced investors, well, they're actually saved from themselves by owning a rental property because they can't just jump out of it all of a sudden. And, and so I, I think, and, and that's what I'm saying to my investors at the moment, hang in there because time will prove us right again that the market continues on its upward trajectory. Now, team, back to our regular feature, which we shared earlier, that was two truths and a lie. Starting with you, Jason, can you repeat yours? Yeah, sure. So the first one was uh, anybody can manage a rental property in New Zealand with no industry licence or previous experience. Secondly, any property can be exempt from complying with any of the five areas of the Healthy Homes legislation for any reason. And the last one, all tenancy agreements must include smoke alarm details, expiry dates, healthy home details, insurance policy information, along with the excess amount. So we're just going to give a brief pause to let our listeners consider what may be the lie. Do you like to share that with us now? Okay. Well, the first one is a truth. Unfortunately, the property management industry is deregulated at the moment. So anybody can uh, manage a property with next to no experience, which um, positively looking forward, the government are going to look to review that and uh, re-regulate the industry, which is only positive information. The lie, any property can be exempt from complying with any area of the healthy homes for any reason. There is uh, pretty strict guidelines around that and uh, you can have an exemption for some of those areas, but there's some pretty strict criteria to uh, go with it. And the last one, the truth is uh, all the tenancy agreements must include all that uh, information I um, alluded to prior. Fantastic. Thank you for that. A few surprises there for our listeners, I'm sure. And what about you, David, if you can recap your two truths and a lie? Okay. So the the first um, one that I said was a $32,000 house in 1982 is now $630,000. It is entirely true, that one. Um, and interestingly enough, if you'd had a 20% deposit, which is you had been lucky to have had that, so that $6,000 would have been your deposit back in 1982. So your $6,000 is now $630,000. You know, if you think of it like that, that's the leverage that, that comes from property investments. incredible. So, no, that was true. So the last 10 years to 2022, we've had a staggering 143% increase in house prices, which, you know, it's been in the news all the time. Everybody thinks that that must be unprecedented. Um, In fact, it's not at all. So in the last six decades, five decades, the 1970s, we had 398% house price inflation for 10 years, you know. So that $32,000 house that I was alluding to uh, would have cost about $8,000 10 years earlier. So that was the 70s, 1980s, we had 151%. You know, so the point I'm making here uh, is this is not new, the environment that we're in. It's, it's, it's actually business as usual. The 2000s, the noughties actually had 102%, so almost the same as well. So, uh, so that one was uh, a lie. And the last one was 
with all the um, commentary and forecasting around rising interest rates and declining property values, is now a good time to buy an, uh, buy an investment property in Hamilton. That's exactly what it was. Well done. And I will answer that in a simple um, answer that the best time to buy a property is now. And it always has been and it always will be. Now is the best time to buy because, as we talked about before, you can't time the market. Nobody can. You can't pick the bottom. And uh, so buy now and don't sell. Sage advice. Thank you so much for that. Um, Really appreciated your insights and expertise today. I feel like this is material that I'll be sharing with a lot of buyers that I'm currently working with, whether they're investors or not. So thank you so much for that, both of you. Right, we'll wrap it up there for today. Thanks to Jason and David for your thoughts today. And to our listeners, of course, keep your eyes and ears out for our next episode. And in closing, may all of your property dreams come true. Thanks for joining us on the Lodge Real Estate Home Truths podcast. Learn more about today's topic and our panel guests by visiting our website, lodge.co.nz.